the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, October the 12th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Do you know that there's only 80 days left in 2023? Maybe we should start thinking about those resolutions we made New Year's Day. Today in 1492, according to the old-style calendar, Christopher Columbus' expedition arrived in the present-day Bahamas. Today in 1792, the first recorded U.S. celebration of Columbus Day was held to mark the tricentennial of Christopher Columbus's landing. Today in 1870, General Robert E. Lee died in Lexington, Virginia. He was 63 years old. Today in 1933, bank robber John Dillinger escaped from jail in Allen County, Ohio. With the help of his gang, they killed the sheriff. Today in 1973, President Richard Nixon nominated Gerald Ford of Michigan to succeed Spiro Agnew as vice president. Ford would go on to become president, as we all know. Today in 1984, President uh, our British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher escaped an attempt on her life when an Irish Republican Army bomb exploded at a hotel in Brighton, England, killed five people. She escaped, as I said. Today in 1986, a superpower meeting at Reykjavik, Iceland. I mentioned this yesterday, that it convened yesterday. Well, it ended today with President Ronald Reagan and Soviet leader Gorbachev unable to agree on arms control They couldn't even agree on a date for a full-fledged summit in the United States. Ronald Reagan was not a pacifist. Today in 2000, 17 uh, sailors were killed in a suicide bomb attack on the destroyer USS Cole in Yemen. And today in 2007, former Vice President Al Gore, he won the Nobel Peace Prize for sounding the alarm over, you know what, global warming. Yes, he did sound the alarm over global warming. He not only won the million dollars from the Nobel Peace people, but he made hundreds of millions of dollars selling America, Australia, South America, and Europe his book, telling us that within mere minutes, speaking in the big picture, We were about to be burned to death by global warming. I'm overstating it a little bit, but that's pretty much what he said. And today in 2011, a Nigerian Al-Qaeda operative pledged, he pleaded guilty to trying to bring down a jetliner with a bomb in his underwear. The underwear bomber. Remember that? He defiantly told a federal judge in Detroit that he had acted in retaliation for killing of Muslims Worldwide, said it's epidemic. He said, I'm lashing out at those who are killing Muslims. Well, actually, they're killing Jews. 
right now. The situation in Israel is dire. More than 1,300 men, women, and children have been killed by terrorists in the last few days, five days, in fact. More than 3,000 have been wounded, and more than 100 people were taken hostage by terrorists. The nation is in a state of war, as we all know. As record, as reports of the carnage continue to pour in, some of the national news sources are reporting that the last time so many Jewish people were killed in one day was during the Holocaust. Thousands of rockets, gunfire, drone attacks, as well as close-quarter murders, beheadings, abductions at gunpoint, they've washed all over, all over Israel. Gaza is in complete darkness. There is no electricity. And Israel is saying there will be no electricity until they release the hostages. Jerusalem looks like a ghost town. Nobody's going anywhere. Hamas is calling for a global day of jihad, a day of rage all around the world. Some are calling this the dawn of a new world order. Yesterday, the Saudi prince and Iran president had a lengthy telephone meeting about the war and about how to deal with Israel. That kind of a call conference has not happened before. Mr. Claus and his World Economic Forum was not invited to this new world order telephone meeting yesterday. Earlier in the day, this Ricey, the uh, president, demanded Islamic countries cooperate in confronting Israel. There is a bit of a attempt to create a kind of new world order from this. We know what the new world order will look like. The Bible tells us that. But that's where we are in history today. Americans, Americans are once again stuck in a war zone with no signs that our federal government is coming to help them. Oh, yes, President Biden said he would. Yeah, he did. That's the point. He told them those that are locked in Israel now and can't get out, the Americans and others. Earlier this week, President Biden told all Americans, I heard him say it. He, he said all Americans who wanted to leave that ground, that he, he said ground options are still available. And he said, you can book trips home on commercial flights. So immediately Americans believed him and immediately got on the phone with the commercial flights and all of them had already announced there's no services out of the country. They've canceled all their flights out of the country. They had done so before the president of the United States told our citizens to get on one of the flights that didn't exist. Here we go again. Have we heard this before? Of course we have. Recently. In Afghanistan. Same, same kind of situation. I don't know if he was just lying to the people. He doesn't have a great resistance to lying. But I don't know if he was just lying to the U.S. citizens or if he was that uninformed. I mean, who knows? But he told them, he said, oh, yeah, there's commercial flights. Just jump on that and come on out. Just hurry. <laughs> now lawmakers all over the country are saying, man, they're getting calls from panic and angry constituents begging for help say, my mother and dad are there, or my children are there, or whatever, please help. 
And they don't know what to do because we have no leadership in this country right now. None. We're, we're, like, we're like, a, like a ship at sea without a sail or a rudder. Just whichever way the winds blows, that's the way we bob up and down over the waves. There is no leadership. Meanwhile, Spain, Brazil, Poland, Hungary, Romania, South Korea, Portugal, Australia, Austria, Canada, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Iceland, Italy, Sweden, Switzerland, and Thailand have already sent planes in and evacuated their citizens. Some of them have been military planes. Some have been private planes. Some have been commercial airliners. But they got the planes in. They got their people and got out. I won't read the list again because it's so long. Where are we in all of this? Oh, just catch a Delta flight. You know, the way we vote really does count. And I know there's a lot of, I believe, there's a lot of fraud in our voting system. Whether Trump wins or doesn't win, I mean, it isn't all about Trump. It's all about America. And how God has blessed us and prospered us and made us a nation, a city on a hill. And to see the foundations of what God hath blessed and brought up. And our founders acknowledged that if they were going to build the house, the Lord would be the one who builds it. And he did. He guided these people in spite of themselves. And they formed this great nation based on Judeo-Christian values and principles. And America prospered. Why did we prosper? Because God tells us you will prosper if you bless Israel. And from our founding moments, this nation has had a good relationship with the Jews. And ultimately, oh, I know there's exceptions. I know that. But generally, we have blessed the Jews and then Israel when it was formed. Genesis Genesis 12, 2 and 3 says that I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Psalm 122, 6 says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. I found it interesting this morning. Fox News reported just kind of a breaking news thing. It is important if you're following this, and most of the world is. They found uh, some authorities or something found an ISIS flag in Hamas equipment. Netanyahu said, I've been telling you, he grabbed a microphone and a camera, and he said, I've been telling you, he said that these connection, these terror groups are all connected. They're not different groups. They just have different names. He said, Hamas is ISIS. They, uh, they found the flag among some items belonging to a, uh, to a Hamas soldier. And uh, as I said, Netanyahu got right on, you know, right on the air. And he said, I told you so. He said, they're all the same. They are. 
they're all operating from the same belief system. And Iran is orchestrating and now funding them, probably with the money that Joe Biden gave Iran just uh, just a short time ago. And the State Department, uh, State Department is now saying, well, they have we haven't released the money. It's still in the bank. Well, it's still in the bank. But if he if if Iran knows they have the money, they can go ahead and spend other funds on the promise of getting that money. And that I believe that's what they've done. And a whole lot of people believe that. In fact, it's almost irrefutable unless someone is just in denial. But all in the context of all of this, there's this effort to already begin to misinform the public. I said yesterday that I, I, I see it coming, and I think others certainly do too, but I see it coming. They're about to shift the cameras away from the carnage in Israel caused by the terrorists, and they're about to ship shift the cameras to the terrorists' home soil, Gaza and so on, and start to show those people being killed by the retaliation of Israel. And they will soon leave all of the misery that's been invoked on Israel they will leave that, put that on the margin, and they will begin to focus on the carnage in Gaza. And busy people in America who are not necessarily informed will say, wow, how could Israel do that to them? That's horrible. Those Jews are not good people. That's where this will go. And the press will nurture that behind the scenes, generally. They won't say that, but they'll nurture that that narrative, that idea. And that will sort of roll into the main emphasis on ABC and NBC and CBS, which most people watch some combination of that in the country, passively. That's the impression they'll get. And they'll see dead people in Gaza and perhaps elsewhere. And they won't make the connection that Israel is fighting for its life and they had not provoked what happened to them just five days ago. So we're going to see a shift in that and the the misinformation has already begun. There was a post in the China Internet Information Center portal that's it's run by Beijing's propaganda office that surfaced uh, Tuesday evening, actually uh, mostly yesterday, it was accusing Israel of deploying phosphorus muti- uh, uh, munitions in a densely populated area of Gaza. Well, phosphorus kind of rains down and it just burns people badly. And it's it. the UN has some policies against that and one thing or another. And generally, people don't use that in in war, at least now. So they came out, China came out with this story that they were doing this. They were raining this phosphorus down on people in Gaza. Well, a five-second fact check, and some did in in our news media, surprisingly and and fortunately, they made the news, the, the, the fact check, 
And they said, no, these, these videos are from two to seven years old. We've identified them, and we don't know who was raining down phosphorus. So that has already begun. Yesterday, there was an article that came out that started with this. After being attacked by Iranian-backed Hamas terrorists in the south over the past five days, Hezbollah announced its incursion into Israel in the north from the Lebanon border. Mid-morning yesterday, Pacific time, we learned, quote, this is, quote, this is in the news, international news, in fact, reports of multiple hostile aircraft infiltrating Israel from the north, sirens throughout northern Israel, residents were ordered into bomb shelters. Well, this caught the world's attention. It caught my attention as well, because that's what we do. We pay attention to these things so we can talk about them here on the radio. It says, then we learned, then we learned, it was a false alarm for now. It was a test to see if the world reacted. They did. Even the media reacted to that. Because there is so much significance. There is so many layers of complexity on the north part of Israel, on the north border. Here's why the northern border is so significant. And apparently, the terrorists know the significance of that, from even from a biblical perspective. So yesterday morning, we're told that the local report said drones. I mean, they, they were even saying people on the ground there were reporting that drones and paragliders with armed fighters aboard were crossing Israel's northern border. Sirens were active for hostile aircraft and missiles. Israeli authorities warned people near the northern border to switch off their lights and ask emergency civilian response teams to arm up. Well, Hezbollah has about 200,000 rockets and missiles. I suppose most of them are pointed at Israel. Hamas continues to fire thousands of rockets. Israelis' Iron Dome defense system has been stretched. There's no question about it. Now we're told they're coming at Israel from the north. And then a few hours later, we learned that that was not true. It had been deliberately set out there to get people's attention and to strike fear in the hearts of people because of the implication of an attack coming from the north in Israel. But as this war escalates, I think we should know how important Israel's northern border really is to biblical prophecy and to current events. Richard Goldberg posted, and I don't know if he posted this before he knew it was a, a, a false alarm purposely put out there to scare people, fear-mongering. So I don't know if he wrote this before or after, but he wrote it yesterday, and he just put out a kind of a, a list of, of things that people should know about. He's a, a, an excellent journalist about things people should know about about the northern border of Israel. And just some bullet points. Let me go. Let me just share those with you real quick. He said. Uh, he said these are reminders that if they do attack the northern um, borders, he said it opens up the following: Hezbollah is a terrorist organization controlled by Iran. He said Hezbollah, like Hamas, used human shields. Hezbollah, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, 
jihad set together in Beirut in a joint cell coordinated by Iran. Hezbollah's threat is much greater. Massive arsenal of precision-guided munitions provided by Iran for years. Requires David's sling, not just Iron Dome, an overwhelming military response. He said the U.S. will need to provide additional ballistic missile defense coverage from the Mediterranean. Israel may strike Syria, not just Lebanon. We need to stop the fantasy that Iran is not directing traffic. He said the JCPOA, that's an old uh, uh, agreement, is dead. Lock down all the money and snap back U.N. sanctions. He said every aspect of the Iranian terror infrastructure should be a target. He said Iran itself as the target should not be off the table. I said day before yesterday, I believe it was, that in my view, I thought that if Israel wants to take out the nuclear facilities in Iran, and I believe they do from what I've read, this would probably be the time they would choose to do it in this chaos that they did not start. But by late morning yesterday, local news outlets were reporting that Hamas was claiming to have launched these long-range R-160 missiles at the northern city of Haifa. That city's over 90 miles from the Gaza Strip. It was on the internet. It was on on Twitter, X, formerly Twitter. This caught the world's attention, but it wasn't true. It was psychological warfare. Foundation for the Defense of Democracies wrote an article this past August. I had read the article some time ago. I remembered it and fortunately was able to bring it up and found it. But this past August, just this past summer, they were talking about the vulnerability of Israel's northern border. In it, they said, quote, the dynamic nature of Israel's northern border is being heavily influenced by the aggressive actions of Lebanese Hezbollah. They said over the past 13 months, a series of provocative acts and attacks have transpired, revealing the growing threat posed by Hezbollah. They continue. They said the recent attempted target of IDF troops by Hezbollah, the IDF is the Israeli defense people, uh, it serves as a clear indication of the Iranis, um, Iranian proxy's preparedness for a potential confrontation with Israel. This strategic move is part of a larger comprehensive effort to disrupt Israel's northern border region. FDD, the organization that did the, the study and, and published the article, they said Hezbollah's actions along Israel's northern border lack clear, tangible objectives. Still, it is plausible that a strategy is being employed to compel the Israeli military to exhaust its forces. At the same time, the IDF, the Israeli defense people, is already involved in operations within the West Bank, Syria, and sometimes in Gaza. They note, quote, it's clear by the pattern that what has developed, Hezbollah has gained confidence in perpetrating aggressive acts. The question is, when will this boldness lead to a mistake? triggering a full-blown confrontation. Russia has been consistent, end of quote, Russia has been consistently moving troops and assets along Israel's northern border for the past several years. And this is why the world is paying attention to the northern part, the northern border of Israel. And that's why 
they were caught with this false alarm. And people reacted to it because they knew the implication, not just Christians who study the Bible, but people who study humanity and world events and world issues. They were caught off guard. They said, oh boy, this is not good. Because that, if, if, if the United States stepped up in any tangible way to help Israel, we would essentially be at war with Russia because Russia's there on that border. That's what it could lead to in a matter of, of hours. And I'm not an expert on mili- global military activities, but I study and I read a lot, and I always have, but particularly for this program. And I will tell you, it's a tinderbox. It's all in God's timing, though. Biblical Christians were paying attention. Pastor Greg Laurie, he was talking about it. He said, now the irony of all this in the United States of America through the Biden administration, he said they just gave $6 million. He's a pastor. Talking about politics. Imagine that. No. He said they just gave $6 billion to Iran. He said, what a bad move it is to give any money to a nation that sponsors terrorism around the world. But he said, here's where students of the Bible prophecy should pay attention. He said, the Bible tells us in the end times that Israel would be scattered and regathered. He said, this is happening. And this really was the sign that set the prophetic clock ticking. He said, on the heels of the Holocaust, who would have thought, ever thought that these Jewish people who lost six million lives to the Nazis would somehow regather in their homeland. But it happened. He said, on May 14, 1948. He said, Israel became a nation. He said, I'm proud to say the United States was the first nation to acknowledge that. He's right. We were. But after Israel was regathered, Laurie says, the Lord said she would come under attack, specifically in Ezekiel chapter 37 and 38. The Bible speaks of the regathering of Israel. Then it speaks of a large force from her north attacking her. That force Laurie said, is identified as Magog. Who is Magog? Well, he said, listen, he said, no one can say with absolute certainty. I appreciate that statement because there are some out there that are absolutely immovably certain. Only the Lord should be certain. He knows. We don't know. But we can get ideas. We can kind of see where it's going. It's what the Bible has given us so much information for. And many Bible students and prophecy teachers believe it's modern-day Russia. That's what the Bible is talking about in that prophecy. I think you could make a very good case for it. If you get out a map of the Middle East and you look to the north of Israel, what do you see? I mean, a fifth grader can do this. What do you see north of Israel? Russia. Now Russia's on the border with a lot of assets and people and so on, uh, soldiers and so on. So why would Russia ever want to invade Israel? Well, that's another thing the Bible says about Magog. If she is indeed Russia and that one of her allies that will march with her is Persia. Persia is Iran. That's the ancient name for modern Iran. So the Bible predicted hundreds of years ago that this large force from the north of Israel would attack her after she was regathered, one of the allies that would attack Israel with Russia or Magog, whoever it is, would be Iran or Persia. That's where we are. And this is why this thing really lit up the world. And it was false. I believe it was a test. I believe it should be an alarm 
to all Christians. We should be watching, we should lift up our heads, and we should pray. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.